excited to be joined by UFC men's flyweight fighter, Mr. Cody Durden. Uh, Cody, what an honor. Thanks for joining us today. No problem, man. No problem. All right. Well, Cody, we'll kick off. We'll kick things off with your start in the UFC. Uh, what was it like when you got the call from the UFC? And when was the first time you had the honor of meeting uh, UFC president Dana White? Uh, you know, I took the fight on six-day notice. Uh, I had a fight a week before that. So, uh, I fought July 18th. I, I knocked the dude out in a minute and 20 seconds. And then, uh, you know, I kind of took the, the rest of the week off. And that Saturday, I was going back to the gym. I got a call from my manager. And uh, he was – he was like, what are you doing? I was like, not much. His name's Malky Kawa. Yeah. And actually, Jorge Mazdaval's manager. Um, and he owns first round management. And uh, he gave me a call. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing much. Head to the gym. And he was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to get my purple belt today. He was like, nice. And he said, well, when you get to the gym, tell Diego you're officially a, a UFC fighter on a four fight contract. Uh, and your first fight's next Saturday. Do you want it? And I, and I just froze, man. I mean, I didn't really know what to say. And I just thought about all that cake and, and, and beer I've been drinking the whole week. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, you know. So I took the fight on six-day notice. I had to cut about 14 pounds um, in six days. I got a draw. So not too bad. It was a win situation. Actually leads us right in our next question. So, Cody, you typically weigh around 140 pounds, and you fight around 125. Uh, what is weight cut like for you, and uh, how do you stay motivated to focus on that, like cutting the weight? Oh man, with the UFC PI Institute and the nutritionist, and uh, you know, the they send me trifecta meals. Um, man, it, it was a uh, it was easy, you know. I made it again. Uh, after I got the pink eye, that's why I made it again in such short amount of time. Although it was harder the second time, uh, so fairly, it wasn't too bad. Right. And, uh, Cody, you mentioned earlier, you train at, uh, uh Jorge Masvidal's gym. Obviously you mentioned Malki Kawa. Um, I want to touch a little bit on American top team a little bit with you. Um, prior to your fight with Jimmy, obviously, I'm pretty sure you went down to Florida. Is that correct? Yeah, I was down there for two weeks. Is Mike Brown maybe down there at all? Um, guys like that. So my question for you is, what sets American Top Team apart, and how have uh, the Lima brothers impacted your UFC career? Man, um, so when I was down there, I trained with Kyoji Horiguchi pretty much the whole time. Uh, he, he was the, my training partner just because I had the same body structure and I fought the same as his opponent that he fought on New Year's. And uh, – Man, it's great. Um, what sets them apart is, you know, the caliber of fighters and the coaching staff. You know, um, you can go to a practice and, and have a coach right there with you while you're sparring, you know, telling you what to do and uh, just leading you in the right direction. And, uh, you know, the technique and, and skills and, and how hard the room is, uh, is, is great, man. And uh, the Lima brothers, you know, I started with them when I was an uh, amateur. And uh, Diego, you know, I kept showing up every day and was real committed uh, to the sport. And I was sacrifice, sacrificing a lot, you know, missing birthday parties. And, and uh, just I was there nonstop. And uh, so Diego kind of took me under his wing. And then uh, we ended up winning nine in a row. And then I lost two in a row. But, you know, I stayed, I stayed the course. I still showed up every day. And then I won another nine in a row. 
and then Jimmy Fleet just broke broke the the win streak. So, so Cody, leading into that fight against uh, Jimmy Flick, how do you um, obviously it didn't go exactly as planned? As a fighter, how do you brush that off and move on, move forward? Man, I'm I'm bitter, I'm angry, and uh, how everything went down. And uh, dude, I show up to fight. You know, I uh, I tore my ACL in that fight. Uh, I think it was in the first round when I took him down or after one of the exchanges, I, I felt, you know, my knee buckle, but I, I didn't really think much about it till after the fight. And I was like, Oh shit, you know, my leg really hurts. But, you know, leading up to that fight, I had a, uh, back in November, I had a broke toe, which led me not to train for, for a week. And then, uh, and then, you know, I went, I went to the fight, we sucked it up and, uh, then I got pink eye when I got in, in Las Vegas. So, you know, I was still going to fight. And uh, two hours before the fight, the UFC doctor calls and he's like, look, man, we, we've done everything we can, you know, to let you fight. I know we've been taking, you know, the eye drops since Wednesday because I, I woke up, I, I got there Tuesday. I woke up Wednesday and my eye was, was kind of red. And I was like, what, what's going on? So we went ahead and got the drops. Obviously, we didn't come out in the media and tell the media, hey, you know, I, I got pink out. Uh, but we did all the right steps as we should with the UFC, and they were aware about it. But, you know, I, I, I felt, you know, I need to wear the sunglasses. And uh, so that's why I was wearing the sunglasses. But, uh, yeah, two hours before the fight, uh, the doctor called. He's like, look, man, I can't let you fight. So then we got on the phone with Mick Maynard. and. Uh, you know, we started going over our options and, and they asked if I could fight the next week. And I, I, I couldn't make weight back to back in one week like that. And I said, you know, let's let's do it in two weeks. And so that's what we did. So, right. And yeah. uh, obviously, you know, you said you're pissed about it. Completely understand. But how are you holding up now, obviously, with the recovery with the ACL? Are things feeling a little bit better for you now? Yeah, man, I'm I'm a month uh, I'm a month out today from ACL surgery. I'm already on the bike. I'm already doing uh, you know workouts. I'm I'm not limping. I'm walking. They're still swelling, but uh, recovery is going really really well. You know, I'm in the gym uh, at least six hours a day. Just uh, if I'm if I'm not working on you know physical therapy, I'm I'm working on uh, you know, getting, getting stronger upper body and, and doing cardio on the bikes. So, uh, you know, you can train for a year straight and be in the best shape of your life, but you know, you take two months off, man, and you just, you just go downhill quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the gym, I'm working and, uh, you know, I'm trying to take steps forward, not backwards. Right. And Cody, I know you're a fan of the sport as well. So I want to shift gears a little bit here. Obviously, we just finished up UFC 257, which was an incredible event. The debut of Michael Chandler and obviously, you know, Dustin Poirier, what he was able to do against the notorious Conor McGregor. So I want to ask you, with the lightweight division right now, what do you think is the best case scenario for these guys? And if you had a dream matchup right now for the belt in the lightweight division, who would you go with? And I think I think Dustin Poirier needs to fight for the belt, uh, definitely. And I think I think Charles Oliveira, you know, he's earned it. I think he's on a seven or eight fight win streak, and uh, you know his performance over um, Tony Ferguson was amazing. And uh, I'd like to see Dustin and Charles Oliveira fight for the title. Maybe Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. 
uh, you know, maybe McGregor uh, versus Chandler, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, you kind of mentioned him just now, but you had the opportunity to get cornered by Justin Gaethje a few years back, and I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. What was it like watching him beat Tony Ferguson to win the interim belt for you? Obviously, I'm sure you know as a fan as well. And then in addition to that, what was his role in your corner and what did that kind of do for your UFC career? Man, it was great. It was real inspiring. Uh, you know, just he didn't have to corner me, you know, and he offered. He saw me box the first match and and uh, I did really well. Man, you got some hands. I was like, appreciate it. And then I was like, yeah, man, my, my coach Diego Lima couldn't make it because he's fighting UFC tonight. So I had to come out here with no corner man on a two-day notice. And uh, he was like, well, hell, I'll be your corner man. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah. And so we just kind of hit it off. And, uh, yeah, man, he coached me to the to the championship, the was it, 30-second, 30, 32-second 30 knockout in the finals. So yeah. – it was good, man. Uh, it, it really uh, – it was a good feeling, you know? Absolutely. Right. For sure, Cody. And um, as you know, the UFC has grown rapidly over the past few years. Um, what fighters growing up did you enjoy watching, and do you see continued growth ahead for them? Man, I grew up watching, you know, Chuck Liddell, BJ Penn, you know, all the old school fighters. And uh, – I didn't really, I didn't really get into fighting uh, until 2013. I was practicing here and there, uh, and then I, I went through a bad breakup with uh, my child's mother, um, and I just, I was a, I was a mess, man. And I had to, and then when I went to the gym, it was like all that was behind me, you know. I felt, I felt at home, and so I really channeled that anger and aggression towards, uh, you know, my, the gym. Right. every day and uh, I just kept showing up showing up and then finally you know I started dominating so it, it was a good feeling. Cody talking about your fighting style uh, you have an extensive background in wrestling and kickboxing which fighting style do you prefer uh, the stand-up game or doing the majority on the ground? You know as I've gotten older man you know uh Back in the day, you know, they used to they used to say, "Oh, Cody, he he can't box. He doesn't have any hands." Blah blah blah. So I kind of shifted from you know my style of ground and pound wrestling. When I take guys down, they don't usually get up, and uh, I kind of shift my focus to boxing. So I stopped training MMA, wrestling, all that for about nine months, and for nine months straight, I did boxing. Just was at the boxing gym every day. And then, uh, you know, I started, I started learning, started, uh, now I'm, I'm four and oh in boxing, you know, started taking boxing matches and, uh, it really progressed my, my hands. Uh, but what do I prefer? I prefer, you know, wherever the fight takes me, you know, there's no doubt about it. As, as, uh, fighters get older, you start to see that, Hey, this guy, Colby Covington, he's really good at wrestling, but he didn't use any of his wrestling because striking so much easier uh, from a cardio standpoint to stand there and strike back and forth than it is to wrestle. You, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Khabib, you know, like Khabib, that's his whole game plan, you know, and, and everybody knows it, but you just can't stop it because he's so good at it. And it takes what set, sets Khabib apart is, is I think his endurance and his cardio with his wrestling, because man, you, I mean, it's unbelievable 
uh, to, to sit there and wrestle somebody for, you know, 20 minutes straight and not get tired. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, we, the man is a monster, but he is probably the best to ever do it. Um, now that kind of leads me into a little bit of a transition here back to the flyweight division. I want to touch on the champion of the division right now, Mr. Davison Figueredo. Um, so obviously right now, Figueredo is running away with the, with the title and, you know, Cejudo left back in 2019 or relinquished the title in 2019. Right. So that kind of opened the doors. It made uh, Benavidez obviously have to go and fight and things of that nature. But what exactly have you been able to notice with Davison Figueredo's fight game and what kind of sets him apart in that flyweight division right now? Man, I think, I think, uh, I think he's very, very strong. I don't think he's the most technical, but I, I think he's very, very strong, and he's a great striker uh, with 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 knockdown power, you know. And uh, he's definitely he has he's he can take a punch, no doubt, you know. I've seen him take punches from Moreno and uh, other fighters, and he just like, you know, yeah. Walks and uh, I think his toughness with his um, his striking ability, his grit, is is really what sets him apart. Right. And uh, obviously, you know, 2021 or 2020 was a great year. Dana White did what he could given the circumstances with COVID. Um, I want to ask you, though, with 2021 approaching, you know, we have Adesanya versus John Blasiewicz. We have Peter Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. Uh, obviously, you know, Colby Covington and Masvidal have been circulating. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Hamzat Shemaev. Which fight are you the most looking forward to right now in 2021? Uh, Gilbert Burns versus Usman, the one you didn't name. Yeah. Uh, Usman's on a, I, don't, I forget, 12 fight win streak, I think it is. And Gilbert Burns is on the rise. And they used to be training partners, so they kind of know each other's style, and they know, you know, what to expect from one another. But I'm interested in to see who, which one makes the adjustment uh, to to come out on top. All right, Cody, and uh, just final question for you here is: What is next for Cody Durden? Who is on your radar, and um, why? Man, uh, you know, I'm uh, <clears throat> me losing really. Uh, because I, I was winning for so for so long, you know, and uh, getting in the UFC and, and fighting the best guys, you know, I want to fight the best and I, and I want to really get a win in the UFC and prove, you know, that, that I belong if I haven't already, you know. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I was, and, uh, you know, I didn't get punched not one time. I got kicked once in the whole fight. And, uh, you know, he capitalized on a mistake and uh, did some awkward buying triangle. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I want to fight the best, and uh, I want to get a win in the UFC. Absolutely. But wouldn't be completely against seeing you and Jimmy run it back, to be quite honest. I don't know if the UFC can make that happen. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I rather prefer that. You know, the guy has been taken down his whole career, and uh, I take him down and I, and I injure myself in the process. Right. Uh, just a, a simple takedown that I do all the time, and uh, usually when I when I get in that position, get up, and uh, you know with with everything that's going on, I didn't have the kill kill that I usually have uh, going into that fight. You know, there's a bunch of injuries and a uh, bunch of things not going my way. Even my flight got delayed after after uh, the first 
you know, the pink eye situation that weekend, I was stuck in Vegas because my flight got delayed. And I'm like, look at the airport for a day, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you definitely have the right mindset, obviously, you know, overcoming adversity is something that it seems like you've done your whole life and uh, you'll continue to do so. And uh, Cody, we want to thank you for coming on, man. Um, that wraps it us from here today at Division Two. Um, Cody Durden, what an honor. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time. We wish you the best of luck and uh, keep us posted also with what's coming. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, guys.